Welcome to the Squawk, episode three of 2023. I'm back, joined as always by my co-host Max White. Max, how you doing? What's up? I we have some great news for the fans. We do have great news uh, for all of you that support us every single week, and by that I mean Aiden Sauls. <laughs> um, we have won an award. The South Carolina Press Association has awarded us best collegiate podcast in, in South in Carolina. The state. Uh, it was a really, really hot race, a lot of competition. We may or may not have run unopposed, <laughs> um, but that's okay because now I can put award-winning podcast on my resume. I mean, that's, that's definitely going on the portfolio, the resume. This this fame, though, it's not getting to our heads. <laughs> we're, we're still we're up in the quality. <laughs> we're going to keep cranking them out. Yeah, the pressure is on us now. We're just going to, you know, our best episode was stealing movie drafts from other podcasts, so we're just going to start <clears> stealing <throat> more segments from other podcasts, and next thing you know, we're going to be a top 10 in the nation. Oh, so, yeah. Um, that's that's the outlook for the rest of 2023. Um, before we get too far in, I want to introduce our guest today. First guest in a while, actually, mm-hmm. since Evan, I think. Um, Jacob Phillips, sports editor at the Daily Gamecock. How we doing? I'm doing pretty good today, guys. Uh, it's been a long day. I've been uh, working on a story for senior semester today, so it's been going good. Jacob is here to talk to us about the DC shakeup. Our boy. He's got his Batman shirt on right now. I do, I do. <laughs> Did I, you do that specifically? Yeah, I, I pulled okay. it out of the dresser before uh, senior <laughs> staff today so I could wear okay. it for this. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the shakeups at DC. Uh, James Gunn and the Gunniverse is taking off. Is that um, what people are calling it? I don't know. That's what I'm calling it. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard that, Jacob? Uh, I've heard people call it that as, like, a joke thing. Okay. Like, it's not, like, as official as Snyderverse, but, you know, I've heard people say Gunverse. And, you know, I kind of I like it. I think it's more, uh, it has more character than just, like, the DCU. Yeah, I agree. Sure. DCU is just, like, okay, <clears throat> just steal Marvel's flame, you know? Yeah. Um, but... There's a lot to discuss. Um, DC is kind of what they're doing is they're splitting up their um, cinematic division into like kind of two different areas, I guess you could say, paths. There's the DCU, which is the interconnected universe that they're going to try to do kind of like uh, Marvel style, I guess you could say. But um, it seems like they're going to get a little bit more weird with it, um, seeing as... Well, they already have two very (laughs) successful brands, Batman and Joker, that are not a part of... What do they call them? Like, they call wow, them way to just like yeah. jump yeah. out. I, 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 I think that's Max. where Noah was getting ready to go with it. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is the special name for it? They have like. You, you want to D- do the honors, Noah? Yeah, it's DC Elseworlds. And if yeah, you let me, let me finish telling the story and okay. setting up this whole discussion, then maybe well, you, you would have gotten me up to hear too it. well. <laughs> you just. It you didn't the, even know the name of the thing. What do you mean? It was the way to Braun Lob right there. That was more like like, a botched fast break by, like, the 2019 Bulls or something. Like, <laughs> that was Jim Boylan Bulls-esque. Okay, oh okay. So stop stepping on my toes, man. Anyways, um, I basically just want to know, like, Jacob, as a DC fan, what your favorite projects are on the horizon. Because um, this is a movie podcast, but um, it's no secret that we shit on superhero movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially. I, defend, I defended uh, Black Panther. Yeah, Wakanda Forever. 
Wakanda trash. Um, <laughs> you took a second to try and think of a pun there. I, yeah, I could not. We might. Just, I might just cut that out. Okay. <laughs> that was that was a low moment for me. Um, but I think I'm more excited about the, these DC announcements just because it's you've got a real creative guy at the helm, you know, who's not running it from so much of a business approach. I mean, obviously you have David Zaslav as president of Warner Brothers, kind of is shepherding this whole thing um, in the merger with Discovery. But um, I still think that it's going to be better. He said in the interviews that he wants to focus on the writers and uh, the directors and not so much on, you know, making sure that the interconnectedness is, like, um, the first priority. Like, he wants the scripts to be the first priority. So that has me excited. So turn it over to you. What was number one kind of on your radar when you first saw the announcements in terms of projects? Yeah, so, you know, I look at the list of things he announced, and there's a lot of interesting things here and things that, you know, personally, I didn't think he was going to be bold enough to even try to do. Um, Obviously, Superman Legacy is going to be a big one that's anticipated. Um, The biggest flaw of the last DCEU is probably how they handled Superman as a character, and the one thing they need to get right for this universe is Superman, or else it will not take off from Were you bummed about Cavill leaving? Yeah, I I was actually a pretty big Cavill fan. I like his take on the character. It is very different than how it is in a comic book, but, you know, it it was time to move on. I can see where he wants. He wants to go younger. It's been 10 years since since Cavill's movie has been out, and the studio... Just the games they played with him, it just kind of made it impossible to bring him back for this. I remember when we saw Black Adam in the theater, we laughed yeah, so, dude. so, so the, loud when he showed was, up. What at was the it end. called? The the powered shakeup in in the DC. Oh yeah, the the uh, the hierarchy of power yeah. in the DCU is changing. Yeah. Which you know, if you think about it, he was right because like two weeks after Black <laughs> Adam came out, Got James fired. Gunn was announced as a new head of DC. So. Did you read that story that was in, like, I think it was in Variety or something that The Rock had, like, tried to, like, yeah, ha- I, hold, like, secret meetings behind, like, DC executives' backs about, like, how he was going to take control of the DCU and, like, remap everything to focus around, like, a Black Adam versus Shazam <laughs> showdown was going to be, like, the final Wait, movie that or was, whatever. Wait, that was uh, Johnson's plan? Uh <laughs> Shazam versus Black Adam? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it is in the comics. Okay. Like, Black Adam is a Shazam villain. That's where he comes from. He's not even really his own okay. series or anything. Because so. Shazam seems so much, like, it seems like comic relief. Is, is He's like the comic relief character in DC, at least from, I haven't seen the movies, but at least from, like, the trailers, that's the persona I was getting. So setting that up for, like, a serious kind of standoff would be... Yeah, yeah. Shazam is definitely a lot more lighthearted and more comedy than what Black Adam was. And uh, The Rock himself, you know, he, he he knew that, and he tried to keep the Shazam references clear from his Black Adam movie because he wanted it to be taken a little bit more seriously. So I'm just I'm just thinking of the uh, Black Adam, him like zooming through the sky. <laughs> Where he's, like, flying but not. It's just, like, levitating, and it looks like the fucking weirdest shit. No, dude, the best moment of that movie was when <clears> they <throat> played Kanye West's power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Adam, that movie was in development for years, so it makes sense why it feels like one of those mid-2000s movies, because it seems like they wrote the script then and then just didn't touch it since then. Yeah, I can see the, the like, uh, the Edward Norton Hulk vibes coming from the 
Black it, Adam. It looks like about <laughs> on par with the Edward Norton Hulk. I, I I literally like took a Snapchat video of it in the theater, which I never do, but I had to because there's like nobody else there. Um, and uh, I said, why does this look like a God of War PS2 graphic? <laughs> <laughs> um, but just so you know where we're coming from with these movies, I just want to put Max on blast for a second because for the longest time on this podcast, on the Wakanda Forever episode, you were like, Noah... You take these movies, like, too seriously, blah, 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 blah. Like, how could you... You can't expect something good. You just have to, like, accept that it's a good Marvel movie. Max, on his Letterboxd review for Black Adam, wrote, and I quote... Okay. Starts out with interesting commentary on imperialism and goes absolutely nowhere with it. Two stars. Well, I Max. mean... Max. Okay, sure. You know what? I, in, the, in the warped context that Noah is presenting, sure, I can see how that... I don't know. Black Adam tried to do some kind of, like, I don't, like, some kind of commentary with it. Like, remember there's the opening shot where there's, like, the kid skateboarding, and he, like, goes through the checkpoint, and they drop all of these, like, jargony words that, like, you only see in, like, academic circles or on Twitter. And then, like, it, like, sort of play. I don't know. I'm saying that because it, like, tried to set itself up as that, <laughs> and then it just went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, Black Adam... Definitely a mess storytelling wise. Um, I will say I was not total hater of that movie. I actually <clears> did <throat> get some enjoyment out of it, especially with the way I, they... we got enjoyment out of it. <laughs> yeah, oh, we definitely got enjoyment out of it. <laughs> Just well, you, the... or you, you went with me, right? I was there with you and Cap. Okay, and yeah. Emily, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I was clapping a lot during that movie, embarrassing some people who went with me. But... You did that in Wakanda Forever too. Do you remember? <laughs> I he, think I do, yeah. Yeah, he started throwing up the Wakanda Forever sign in all the scenes, and we're, like, the only white people in the theater. Like, <laughs> that was so bad. Dude, I was getting into it. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it You're more. going, oh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> You're, like, weird fake laugh you do in the theater. You also did that in Wakanda Forever, so I don't know if anybody was taking you seriously. <laughs> it's okay, though. But you definitely <clears throat> did that more during Black Adam. Yeah, well... You know, I just gotta, I gotta get into it. The best was any time he would like float upwards. Yeah, that's what like, I was talking he was, about. When he was flying like Superman, like flying sideways no, yeah, or but whatever, it, it was he, fine. But his body like wouldn't move. It looked like if you've ever played like Gary's Mod, where it's just like the like they're just floating. The like, character like, freezes and then starts moving. Like. Yeah, that's what Black <laughs> yeah. Adam looked like. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think that honestly, it's probably just to tie this back to Superman. I, I personally think it's a good thing that they're just going clean slate, moving on from Cavill, because, like, he's been, since doing Batman vs. Superman and everything, he's been in, like, a Mission Impossible movie, like, he's in rumors for a ton of stuff, he did, like, The Witcher, like, he's got other projects, like, to work on, and I think... He might be the next Bond. I mean, probably not, but he's been in those rumors forever. Yeah. He signed on to do a a Warhammer show at Amazon Prime, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I saw that. That'll be interesting. Um, So, like, he's he's got his lanes, and I don't think it helps either of them to just keep that partnership going, because I think even if the Snyderverse fans love him, um, general public might be a little bit too tainted by him and Batman vs. Superman and Justice League with the fake, the no mustache and everything. Wait, so you say that. To take it seriously. They're setting up Ezra Miller, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash as like the way to sort of rationalize the multi-universes. So is Miller staying as the Flash or are they just going to be like, thanks for like setting us up. You can go now. (laughs) So we're going to bring in like our Flash or. I think with these actors in particular, you look at Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, 
Gal Gadot, really those big three, um, you know, they're set to appear in movies this year for DC that is not part of James Gunn's slate. And so <clears throat> what I'm hoping, because let's be clear, Ezra Miller should not return as the Flash in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. He should never play the Flash again. He's just too problematic. But to me, I'm hoping it's just a bunch of PR talk, you know, trying to keep the public interested with that maybe movie. these guys will show up, so you okay. got to go see this movie. But from all the other clues he's put out, I'm thinking they're going younger and they're rebooting pretty much whole way. I don't see anything in the – I mean, this is only – they only released, yeah. released like phase one. But there's nothing in the new movies um, that – suggest that Flash would show up. Like, I don't know which one of these properties he would show up in, you know. I, I um, think that's intentional. I don't think they would have included a Flash announcement in this slate, even if they have plans for that, just because they would probably have to address if Ezra's coming back right then. Right. I think it's honestly probably the smartest thing they could do is just to wait and see. Yeah. Like, if that movie actually ends up being really good and actually does really well and... Ezra behaves with the press and everything that I could see them being like, all right, we can, we can move forward with this. But if it comes out and it flops and people don't really like, still don't warm up to him, then they'll probably just be like, all right, moving on. And that movie's been in development about for it. ages, right? They are really confident in that movie too. James <clears throat> Gunn said that he thinks it's one of the best comic book movies ever. <laughs> now take that with a grain of salt. He <laughs> is he is the head of the studio that is putting it out, so you don't know. But from People who I uh, have listened to and seen, who have seen test screenings for it, they all say it's a pretty good movie. So I'm definitely excited to see at least what they do with it. Yeah, I, I think that um, the next most interesting thing on this list um, is probably we're going to uh, not talk about the Batman sequel and the Joker sequel because they're kind of like not part of this, but mm-hmm. we can come back around to those. So um, just like the main cast things, the Brave and the Bold, which. Um, I think it's going to be weird because they're going to have two Batmans subsequently just kind of in these different timelines. But I guess they were kind of already playing. Yeah, you to said do they're going already. younger, but they want old Batman for that one, right? He at least would have to be a little bit older than Superman. Yeah. Like, like low 30s at the youngest. Because they're trying to do the Damian. Bat family, right? Yeah. yeah. He's probably like 40s. Honestly, it kind of sounds a little bit like some. they're going to get somebody that in like Affleck's age range, yeah. like when he was in Batman versus Superman, which makes sense. I think that an old Batman would be fun. I just especially to contrast it with you yeah, know with the Pattinson or Pattinson. He's yeah. like emo kid Batman. Yeah, he, yeah, he's the youngster. <laughs> I'll be really interested to see when they put the Brave and the Bold for release because you know we're getting the Batman two they in twenty twenty five. Yeah, they that's the end of the year. Yeah, and so. Is was the Brave and the Bold going to be out in twenty twenty six, and we're going to get two Batman movies about a year apart, or are they going to spread them out a little bit more? So yeah, the Star Wars thing was definitely they were dropping those movies like every year, so I think it'd be wise to not oversaturate it. But um, yeah, I, I have to imagine this would be post Batman sequel because I don't think, especially because um, the Batman sequel is the Batman Part Two. Like, that to me, if there was another, like, what's it called, um, modifier title or whatever, where it was, like, the Batman colon blah, 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 then that, to me, makes it sound like they're, like, oh, we're going to build out the Matt Reeves universe or, like, whatever. Kind of like what they did for Dark Knight. It's Batman Begins, then Dark Knight, then Dark Knight Rises. Part two tells me, like, this might be it. 
You know, I it might be were, just they like they were doing three movies for that. Is that just conjecture or? I think it's conjecture. They okay. gave they gave Reeves like Warner Brothers gave Reeves a first look contract for his next like three or four projects or whatever. Those don't all have to be Batman. Though. Okay, it's just like him as a writer director. So like anything I mean, that, that kind of bums with, me out. I would like to see at least three Batson movies, but yeah, I mean, this is just totally me speculating. But I feel like if Reeves feels like he's got like a complete story that he just wants to do, like. You know, the part two just makes me feel like it's like Last of Us Part Two. God, that could also part just two, be like you know? a like a placeholder name. Yeah, if they haven't named it yet. Uh, no. uh, they they sounded pretty official when they okay. yeah they called it the Batman Part Two. They like released it as an official name. Okay, so. it was like called unofficial Batman sequel, like untitled Batman sequel, and then Part Two was released okay, as the official okay. title. So, but like I said, I like that. It sounds sounds cool. Sounds prestige, but it makes me think that it's not going to be a long series. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that develops. Um, on HBO too, because you know they got a Penguin series coming out, and they have some other things that they <laughs> yeah. might be planning. So I mean, you know, Colin Farrell keeps on winning. So he he had a good year in twenty twenty two. Best actor for um, <laughs> the Batman playing Penguin. Um, nah, I hope he wins for Banshees though. Still, as we said on that last podcast, that's who I'm pulling for. Um. Might win an Emmy with Penguin, too. Yeah, he could. Going for the EGOT. <laughs> Colin Farrell, the EGOT. He's got pipes, bro. He could sing. <laughs> I believe it. <clears throat> Does he have a... What would, you need I guess a he's done some stage stuff, but he would have to really uh, ramp that up, too. Let's just focus on the Oscar first <laughs> before we worry about three other awards. Um, okay. Uh, so, Brave and the Bold. Um, yeah, excited for that. Robin... Uh, will be in that and old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So Jacob, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to screw up your flow, uh, Noah. But like, what what excites you the most out of this slate? Um. Well, so I said earlier, Superman is probably my most anticipated because okay. maybe that's what they need to hit on the most. But Max is asking the exact same question I asked. I, I, I will ago. be fair <laughs> to you. I don't know if excitement and anticipation has the same definition in this situation, though, because when I'm looking at this slate. And I think excitement, I'm looking at something something new, something that I haven't seen before or yeah. seen good. And so something like a swamp thing? Yeah, I'm drawn to like a swamp thing or a, okay. or, or a lanterns, you know. Um Lanterns is really bold. The last green lantern live action <laughs> thing we got, uh I sure sure you guys know how Noah's that went. favorite actor. I mean you got you guys don't like superhero movies in general, so the Green Lantern <laughs> itself I can't imagine. The Antichrist of Cinema, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Uh, God, yeah. Odds that Ryan Reynolds returns for this project. Oh. 10,000 um, to one. I don't know, 100,000 to one. I don't know. Well, okay, it's weird because I don't know what his contract's like with Marvel for Deadpool because he's doing that Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman coming back. So now that Marvel owns all the Fox properties, I don't know if that prevents him from being in DC stuff. Mm. But I would say unlikely. Yeah. <clears throat> if it was a movie, I would say maybe even if it was just in like a cameo, like yeah, multiversal I could see a cameo sense. kind of thing. But it's a TV series, which makes me think no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it happening either. I was just, you know, wondering what you guys are thinking about that. Um, I think what sounds really cool is um, the Authority, yeah. a movie based on a team of superheroes with extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 90s under an influential imprint known as Wildstorm. Okay. Yeah, so the authority is actually really interesting to me because 
<clears throat> I at least know a little bit about everything else that has been announced, but I know nothing about the authority except for what James Gunn and Peter Saffron told us the other day. And it sounds like an interesting project. I've seen people on Twitter talk about how it's kind of like the boys, but like DC's version of it. Um, and the short description gives me like kind of Watchmen vibes almost. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I actually feel like it's a pretty similar deal to Watchmen. Um, you know, Watchmen was made in reflection of what like the Justice League was. Yeah. And so so was the authority when uh, Jim Lee, who is now the current head of DC Comics, started uh, the Wildstorm comics. So I'm really interested to see not only how that movie turns out, but how the authority interacts with the greater characters of the DCU, because it sounds like they're going to have a completely different moral code than any of the other heroes. Yeah, and it, it doesn't feel as um, gonzo or whatever as, like, Suicide Squad, because um, I think, like, you hear, like, oh, it's a team of bad guys maybe that think they're good or could fall into that trap but it sounds totally different in like tone like they even cited a few good men as one of the oh, influences I where i was like is this gonna be a courtroom drama because that would be sick uh superhero courtroom drama something batman versus superman tried to do and it was yeah, really yeah. bad yeah. the courtroom scenes the were dude not blew good. up right but, that was yeah the yeah, chair exciting. blew up when she turned around the jar of piss <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god god bless Hollywood dude I, the for jesse eisenberg that. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh, that's another reason that Cavill probably needed to be out. Because <laughs> if you bring Cavill back, do you have to bring back Eisenberg's Luthor? Which, yeah. say what you want about how Cavill was received. Who who liked Jesse Eisenberg's yeah. Lex Luthor? I, I don't like it, but I understand what he was going for. I but do, I, too. But, but I think that Lex the... Lex Luthor has to be, like, some 60-year-old dude. It can't be, like... I don't think he needs to be old. I just think... I don't know. That Lex Luthor didn't feel like evil super genius yeah. to me. He felt like fidgety, young. He, he was playing like Mark Zuckerberg again from like the social network almost. Again, I don't think that idea in of itself is bad. I think that the writing is what let him down. Like I think that if you think about Lex Luthor being like a evil super genius and like kind of the archetype of those people in the 70s would be like when the first Superman came out would be like these big corporate businessmen that kind of like represented the dark side of American capitalism or whatever, or as 21st century, it does make sense that that guy with that kind of power would be like a Zuckerberg or an Elon Musk type. So I understand like that take. And I actually think it's like just ever so slightly ahead of its time. Not really, but like the writing and the Snyder look of it and <laughs> his directing of Eisenberg just was he only in work. that one movie as Luthor, was he in multiple? Uh, he had a post-credit scene in both Justice League and uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Justice League? <laughs> uh, I'll always call it Justice League. It, <laughs> it doesn't deserve the real name. You know, that movie was... That was one of the all-time, like, my friends and I go into it and being like, why are we even here? Like, <laughs> halfway through the movie, we just looked at each other and we were like, oh, God. It was an experience. You know, I watched the Snyder Cut... And for being twice as long as the original cut, I was kind of like, where did the two hours come from? Like, I know they added a lot of stuff, and I know it was different, but it didn't feel that drastically different to me. Is that crazy? I, I think that's a little bit crazy. Yeah, I think that entire <laughs> final, like, 
two hours of the movie is just completely different. Because didn't didn't they add like I've I've only seen Snyder cut. Didn't isn't like the cyborg stuff like only oh, all in, the cyborg stuff? Yeah, is the cut cyborg out of stuff Justice is the main main stuff. Yeah. Uh, you you know in the Snyder cut where the Flash like runs back time. And yeah, that's cut out so he can push a car of like Russian children to safety. Didn't they also Flash like, enters the Speed Force twenty twenty one Oscars cheer moment? Come on, Max, you don't remember that. <laughs> Didn't they also add like a whole new supervillain? Or they like showed Darkseid was in it. Darkseid yeah. was not in the twenty seventeen version. And then like some like military officer like is Martian Manhunter or whatever for like half a second. I actually hated that. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about taking all the power out of a scene that you just had with uh Clark's mom and Lois. Her being able to just, you know, get her out of the house after his death and then throw it all away, oh this is Martian Manhunter. <laughs> No, the best is when they brought back Leto Joker in the post scene. Dude, I actually like I, I vibed with that, to be honest. <laughs> he wants to give Batman a reach around. <laughs> Do we think we're going to see Barry Keegan Joker in Batman Part 2? I, think... I kind of hope not. Yeah, I don't think... I don't know. If it's only two movies, though, like, you're maybe. But, like, I, I always assumed it was going to be, like, at least three. And I always thought they should have, like, pushed off the Joker. Especially if they're, they're going to have another Joker... I think if they go forward with their proposed Arkham Asylum series that we might see him show up there, but I don't think we'll see him in a sequel. Especially, you know, we've just seen him so much and people have been saying they want something different. So Matt Reeves seems to be wanting to give us something different too. I feel like a lot of the fan like uh, ideas or whatever around it really want Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. Well, I don't I, know. I think because that started with Reeves, right? Because he was, like, asked, what other villain would you like to see? And he said, Mr. Freeze, so. Yeah. Nobody's done it since Arnold. Yeah. So. They got to bring him back. They It's been 25 years. They have had plenty <clears throat> of time to let things. No, no, I guess. I'm trying to think of other, like, they didn't really do, they haven't really done Poison Ivy since Schumacher either. I um, think Court of Owls works really well in his universe. I think that's what he should just build it all up to. Just have a big Court of Owls storyline. Could you TLDR that one? <laughs> I kind of, I vaguely know what Court of Owls I is. I know that so, it's an animated movie. I never watched it. So the it. Court of Owls is this thing that uh, Scott Snyder, a Batman writer, started uh, with the New 52 run. And it's, Snyder. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, different different Snyder, different Snyder. Just um, kidding. His, his run on Batman really focused on this Court of Owls, and it's like like Gotham City's Illuminati. It's like, okay. like the rich uh, elitist of Gotham City run everything, and nobody's known for years, and it's... Yeah, I think that would translate really well from what they set up in the first movie. With like They already said like a lot of the sort of back like backroom kind of stuff. The Thomas Wayne, Falcone yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which I kind of feel like they shouldn't have killed Totoro. As Falcone. That yeah. was so good. Oh, my God. I love Totoro. But um, what's the guy, what's the other gangster in um, Dark Knight who takes over for Falcone? Maroney. Maroney, yeah. yeah. They could do Maroney. Maroney was in jail. His bust is the, that was the cover-up from the Batman. Mm. Um, and there were rumors that he might show up in the Penguin show because that show's oh, really nice. going to be about a power grab. Um, someone's been cast as a... Uh, Sophia Falcone, which is Carmine's daughter. Um, so I'm really interested to see how the mobster power grab of Gotham City plays out after the flood that we saw in the Batman. Batman. 
great film. Dude. It is a great film. One, one, of, one of my top ten of the year. Um, we're almost done with DC talk, I think. Uh, Max said he wants to riff on our intramural basketball team for oh. a little bit during this pod. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we talked about Swamp Thing briefly. I do think that'll be cool. Yeah, similar to how Blade is like the only thing I'm interested in when it comes to the... What phase are we in? Phase five, phase six for Marvel? Dude, did you see that tweet of like one of the early screeners where like one of the reviewers said like, the thing is you really have to take Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania as the first episode of a larger TV series, basically. You can't just judge it based off this one. I was like, then why am I going to see it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, come on. You can't already tell me. That movie, I guess we'll be talking about that movie in like, what, two weeks or something? Two or three weeks, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp, yeah, similar to, to how Blade is like the only, because it's supposed, it's like intentionally different. And Marvel was doing this too, where they had the, what was it, Werewolf by Night? They had that special. So I think that, um, I assume DC is doing the same thing where they're like, okay, we have to do something radically different so people aren't getting super oversaturated. The Raimi um, Doctor Strange is also pretty similar to that, where it's like, we're just doing something weird. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Swamp Thing is cool. What was the... Okay, you'll know who I'm talking about, Jacob. The dude in... He's in Arkham City where he's, like... Uh, he was, like, murdered and then he's, like, brought back to life. Hush? No, no, not no, Hush. He, he's, like, a monster. He, like... He's not Swamp Thing, but... You... Killer Croc? No, okay, I'm no. gonna Google this and... Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Solomon Grundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. would be dope. Yeah. yeah, I always thought he was really cool. He's got this like Victorian era like background, and then he's like, like Frankenstein back to life. Yeah, Swamp Thing will be interesting. Um, they said tonally it'll feel out of place in the DCU. Yeah, that makes but sense. But that it still <clears throat> plays in. So, I don't know if you guys knew this. Maybe two, three years ago, uh, Warner put out a Swamp Thing TV series. Oh. On their DC Infinite like streaming service, and it was canceled before the first episode aired oh. for, <laughs> for tax purposes. And apparently it's a really good show. Oh, yeah, it's So they backgirled it. Yeah. yeah. So. It has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, and they got uh, they got James Mangold uh, in talks to direct it. He directed uh, Logan, which yeah. is a pretty yeah, successful. Yeah, he's doing the new Indiana Superman. Jones. Yeah, he's so doing that too. Um, but yeah, Mangold doing horror would be interesting because he pretty much every movie he makes is a Western. <laughs> Even Ford versus Ferrari, kind of a Western, low-key. Um, yeah, I think uh, Booster Gold sounds interesting. Um, the, uh, the, these are, like, real, like, how James Gunn was like, I'm going to pull the Guardians of the Galaxy out of irrelevancy. Like, he's picking deep cuts, you know, like, to make people care about the Stranger stuff so that it feels probably a little bit more impactful when they bring in the big guns later. Yeah, Paradise Lost, I think they mentioned it, yeah, Game of, Game of Thronesy uh, is how it's being described. I really don't care about any of the Wonder Woman lore, but that at least sounds intriguing. Yeah, the way that they described it, in concept, I think sounds interesting. It, it's a political intrigue based on a society of nothing but women, and so how would that work, you know? We're all in this room guys, so we have no <laughs> idea how that would work. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And when he says Game of Thrones, I hope he means the, the first couple yeah. seasons of Game of Thrones and not the, the last couple seasons. But it's also interesting. That, that'll that take place before the birth of Wonder Woman, so that'll leave okay. our, our who is Wonder Woman question still unanswered for a little bit. 
Yeah, I think it makes sense to not... In- I think they're starting out with Superman and Batman, but they're not going to expand beyond that for a while, which I think makes sense. Uh, so just just to get a temperature check before we move on, DC, new announcements, thumbs up, thumbs yeah, I'm, down, I'm thumbs, thumbs up, thumbs middle? Yeah, I'm, I'm thumbs up on it. I'm excited to... It's It's very creative. It's ambitious, too. It's... Not a slate that I would put together. Yeah, relative to Phase 5 and Phase 6 of Marvel, or even for ab- among Marvel fans, I think what, we just finished Phase 4, right? Yeah. I think even among Marvel fans, like they're at, at, like at best lukewarm about the current state of the movies. So DC com- is coming out swinging like this, I think, is really, uh, really bold of them and definitely is sort of a change of direction for the, the franchise superhero conglomerate industrial complex. I'm glad that they're just taking 2024 off. I'm glad that they're not rushing anything out then. Because, like, um, the Batman sequel, it'll be three years between those movies. And after Flash, Aquaman, and some other stuff comes out this year, um, they're just going to, like, take some time to, like, actually develop stuff. They do have Joker, uh, the Joker sequel coming out uh, into 2024. So that'll be be there on the slate. That'll be a good holdover type thing and that'll probably be a awards player and stuff too so. you might see a couple of these tv shows pop up on hbo yeah I, I assume penguin will come out sometime soon ish creature commandos might too it's animated so that doesn't usually take as long to develop as something live action wait all right so as an aside so noah you haven't seen invincible right no what's that uh it's the amazon prime uh it's a animated superhero show Starring like J.K. Simmons, uh, Stephen Yu, and a bunch of other actors, Seth Rogen. Um, that just got an announcement for its second season, I think two weeks ago. And uh, since we're talking about superheroes, I know I just want to say I'm really excited about that. Jacob, you've seen Invincible, right? I actually have not seen oh, okay. Invincible, but I am not surprised that it got a second season just because yeah. how many people enjoyed it and how little of the source material they adapted in that mm-hmm. first season. They could go on for a for a long while. Yeah, that's that that's show. Robert Kirkman, the Walking Dead writer. J- Noah, you definitely got to watch the first season of that um, before the second one comes out in the fall. So interesting. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I've got a lot on my plate, bro. Um, it's like eight episodes. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I can knock it out then. Um, right now, been binging BoJack Horseman. Okay, that's I didn't expect that. Actually, so good. I Everyone who said they like that is just really annoying. It's the same thing with Rick and Morty. So, the, here's, oh, the, did you guys hear about the Rick and Morty like co-creator? Oh the yeah, I, I, yeah, the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, they were that a was big article hilarious. about him today. He, did you see the videos from like behind the scenes back in the day where he would like drink on set? There was an episode where he had to play Rick drunk and he just like actually <laughs> got sloshed. Really good method actor. I don't know. It's the character very well. You just he's don't just an asshole in real life too. Yeah. He's Daniel Day Lewis, bro. You gotta, you gotta let it, you gotta give him space to cook. You yeah, know? it's very funny to read about that from an outsider, but I can't imagine just the chaos and dysfunction of people actually trying to work with that environment. Can I just give you two minutes on BoJack, Max? Because sure. I'm going to try to convince you to watch it. Okay. Um, so my friend Stokes, who appeared on this podcast to uh, talk about Adam Sandler's hustle last summer, if anybody remembers that uh, very tragic episode in which we made uh, very tasteless Brittany Griner jokes. Um, <laughs> uh, he told me to start watching BoJack, and I was also skeptical because I'm not really a fan of like adult animation shows or whatever. Um 
and I agree, it was the same thing where I was like, the people I knew in like high school that liked this were like all the annoying people, so I'm not gonna like this. But it's about a washed up sitcom actor like trying to find his way who's in like a horse. modern Yeah, who's a horse. Who's trying to find his day in like modern day Hollywood, trying to find his way in modern day Hollywood. And it's so good and half the characters are animals and half the characters are humans, but like all the animals are just like look kind of like humans and somehow it's just incredible they pull it off the cast is awesome fucking Aaron Paul is in it Hmm. Um, like J.K. Simmons and Patton Oswalt do like supporting voices on like every single episode Group Love did the fucking title theme like all the talent in it is so good and it's not just like funny it's honestly more like depressing and sad than it is funny a lot of the time it's actually a pretty incredible drama in addition to being a wacky animation show. So is that 20-minute episodes, 45-minute? 25-minute episodes. Okay. Like How many seasons? Six. Like, like, what, 20 episodes every season? No, like 10 to 12 or something okay. like that. Yeah. It's it's a, it's worth starting, at least. And I was definitely, even the first couple episodes, I was like, this is funny, but it's going to wear thin. And then it, like, it changes the status quo a lot. Like, you know, in sitcoms, when you set up characters, you're kind of like, all right, that's going to be their dynamics for the rest of the show. You know, like in Friends you're like Ross and Rachel they're gonna flirt back and forth for all 10 seasons I know what's gonna happen but like by the end of the first season which I just finished everything all the characters and all their relationships to each other are completely different from where they started so it's actually evolves a lot more than I thought it did I really just went off there but I hope you consider watching it now yeah I I don't know I'm watching I've been watching a lot of TV uh so as an as an aside the reason we didn't have an episode last week was because I came down with a novel coronavirus uh for one week and we <laughs> the novel att- we attempted to record a podcast uh virtually with me recording on my phone and Noah in the studio um Noah was sabotaged with um, echo noises. Yeah, I was sabotaged by uh, somebody fucking with the equipment in the place that we normally record. Um, so it all came out weird. Yeah, when you sent me the audio of what it sounded like, I was fucking dying. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly really funny. Maybe I should <laughs> splice some of it in right here just to give people a taste. Um, yeah, so what have you been watching? Yeah, uh, so I started Seinfeld. I think oh, I watched like go. five episodes of that. Um, I've been watching Supernatural, uh, which, you know, I was skeptical, but I'm actually pretty interested in. Um, but yeah, back to Seinfeld. I mean, yeah, it's about what I expected, but it's, it's funny. The thing that I was hesitant about was the stand-up, but you said that, like, the stand-up segments that are, like, at commercial break and, like, at the beginning and end, but you said those are get toned down later in the show, so. Yeah, honestly, the first season... And even really the first two seasons feel completely different from the rest of the show. Season two has some bangers, but season one is like, it feels so like old school 80s sitcom. And then really it feels like the 90s from okay. that on out. You know, like the interactions become more, like it just has a different different tone and different style of humor. I don't know. I've watched a lot of sitcoms uh, and a lot of TV from the 90s. And I actually really, like especially Simpsons, I actually really enjoy that world. Um, I also have the New York vibe where they're always talking about the Knicks. There is the one episode where it's um, it's like episode three or something where uh, Jerry has the friend he really doesn't like, like Joel or something. Yeah. And he like gives him the tickets to the Nick game, and then he he's like, actually, I can't go, and he gives the tickets <laughs> to him, and then Kramer goes with them, and like Kramer is bragging about how great the seats were. Anyways, the Knicks are relevant again, so that's funny. 
Um, but I've also been watching... Uh, George works for the Yankees later on in the show. Okay. That, that is an awesome... Because, like, they have a guy play Steinbrenner, but he just plays Steinbrenner, like, so over the top, and you never actually see his face. So you oh, they always shoot Steinbrenner just from the back of his head. He's like, Georgie, get me those players, blah, blah, blah. Like, when he shows up, George shows up to the interview, he's like, Steinbrenner... I think you have been terrible running this organization. You're, you have run this organization into the ground all for the glorification of your big-headed ego. And Steinbrenner's like, hire this man. <laughs> it's, the Steinbrenner stuff is so good. As a baseball fan, you're going to love it. Yeah, so I've been watching that. And then uh, I, uh, a 2004 anime, which I've actually been wanting to watch for a while. Anime, which is something I really don't watch. Noah, I don't think you've watched like at all. I've watched some anime. But it's um it's 2004 anime. It came out on Netflix uh this year starting in January. It's called Monster. It was it's been in like some kind of like IP held where people it's been impossible to watch. So now that it's on Netflix, I'm actually going to watch it. It's about a um a doctor who uh saves this like child um and then the child and, like in saving the child, like he he's supposed to save this mayor because like the management tells him to he's like no i gotta save this little boy so he saves the little boy and then the little boy goes on to become a serial killer and then like the doctor has this like identity crisis where he's like i ruined my career like saving this little kid and now he's a fucking serial killer so then like he essentially becomes like a detective trying to chase down the adult like serial killer who he saved that's like the first (laughs) couple episodes it's very melodramatic but uh, it's also very, like, old-school noir, which I'm really into. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, what about you, Jacob? Yeah, what have you been watching? Oh, um, well, I don't watch much TV. So uh, in January, I watched that 90s show and then started watching that 70s show because I really, really liked that okay. 70s show growing up. And so yeah. I was a huge fan, so I want to check it out. Um, How many people from the 70s show did they bring back for 90s show? Was it just the mom and the dad? Everyone got a cameo except for the problematic one. Okay. Was it any uh, good? um, It was mid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It sounds a lot like Netflix original content. You know, it it does a good job at bringing the vibes back of the show, and the original cast slips right back into their roles pretty much perfectly. But the new kids, you know, they're they're children actors, so they can be really bad Mm. in a bunch of scenes. They do kind of grow on you as it goes, but it's only 10 episodes, so you don't really get enough time to, like, connect to those guys like you did the people from the original series. So it's not as good. It was enjoyable, but it just made me go watch the other show instead. Yeah, I I watched, as a quick aside, I watched a video essentially talking about how Netflix has been really bad at making any kind of of original sitcom, with actually the exception of BoJack Horseman. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's probably the most critically claimed claimed one but even like like live action sitcoms especially they tried to do fuller house if you remember that yeah and that lasted a couple years what did they just rebooted some sitcom i don't know if it's on netflix i'm blanking on what it was um but yeah 90s show is is once again their their attempt to make a successful sick because like for so long the sitcom carried netflix with the office was on there and i think friends was on there wasn't uh stupid ass emily in paris really big Oh yeah, is that is? Uh, I think they only did like the last season of that though. Okay. As like the original, and it was like already established. They just like bought it, 
and put it on their platform. Which is what they're pretty much doing with 90 Show and yeah. Fuller House anyway. Yeah. So I've, I've ditched Netflix programming really anyway. I spend most of my time on HBO because just their, their TV content's better. Like The Last of Us I have been watching. Um, HBO is also home to all the DC stuff yeah. that we just talked about, so I'm on there watching that stuff a lot. So, And I like HBO Max because it has Turner Classic Movies on there. Dude, HBO Max... Is fucking crushing it. Meanwhile, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hoping they don't fuck it up with the Discovery merger because they're trying I to. Actually, the... I saw a report today that yeah. said they might not go through okay. with that. Okay. Okay. Big streaming news. We'll, we'll just cover these both really quick. So while HBO Max is actually kind of backtracking on the whole Discovery Plus merger, where they're like, we're gonna keep Discovery Plus as a separate thing okay, that you can good. pay for, and just I think they're just gonna change HBO Max's <clears throat> name. To Max, which, which is I hope they don't Max, do that. Well, I hope I hope they don't do that. It's dumb, but if they do, whatever, I guess. And then they're gonna add some of the Discovery stuff into there, um, probably without much of a price hike. But they're gonna make more distinctions between the paid or like the full price one and the ad supported one. Um, but do they already have an ad supported one? Yeah, I think yeah, they okay. started one. It's like ten bucks a month versus like fifteen for no ads. Which why would you pay? Like at that point, I feel like just put, put on the extra five, especially if you're watching it a lot. If yeah, if if it's your main streaming service, that I would just be like five extra bucks for no ads. But I'm lucky because um, what is it like my parents' cable package mm. gets HBO. Where like that's the thing too. Like so many of the cable packages, like if you're still a cable person, will be like. Oh yeah, while you have this cable package, you also get Netflix and Hulu and Yeah, I get Disney HBO Plus through my Verizon contract. I don't Yeah, they started doing that. That's why I have Disney Plus as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Verizon contract. Eventually though, it's when you're trying to figure out which uh, account your streaming <laughs> service is associated with, it's just going to become yeah. so confusing. Speaking of, that segues nicely into my next point, which was Netflix is fucking everything up. Because they are now introducing this thing where you can't use your Netflix if you well, don't log into your home Wi-Fi. Did you every see they backtracked days. on that though? The, apparently, they came out and said that it was an error that was yeah. published to their website. It was like they—I don't think they even like released like a press release. It was like in their like settings. There was like something in like their about section of their website, and they said it wasn't supposed to be uploaded. So to me, that sounds like a huge like turn face kind of thing, or like well, save face. I don't know. I think. I heard people aren't like there's test markets for it and stuff mm. already. Yeah, yeah. But I think the news was that it's like being implemented like now, like this month, and Netflix was saying like this is still being tested or something. But it may or may not come, and if it does, that really sucks. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe Netflix thinks the reward and like people signing up for new accounts will will out a little like offset the like burned bridges they are gonna burn. Because I don't know. I feel like. There was just universal, like, pissed-offness from yeah. that announcement. I don't know who's happy about that. They've been canceling so many of their shows. Um, they pretty much never make any interesting new original content. Yeah, Even Rip their... 1899. That was one of the actual ones that people were talking about, and then they canceled it. So Now they just have, like, Bridgerton and Stranger <laughs> Things. and When Stranger Things ends, oh, my I guess, goodness. I guess Outer Banks is Netflix, right? I um, think so, yeah. But they're, like super like in debt right like they don't make a lot of money based netflix, off the content that they make actually they spend netflix, so much money on them don't netflix they? i believe is the only streamer that's actually in the black they actually make money okay they've also been established for like 20 years wow. yeah it's it's 
partly a we beat you all there, so we have the most subscribers. So I just they don't have see been how... losing subscribers though. I remember that was big news in the past couple months. Right, everything that they do, all the content money they spend is kind of to like slow the churn rate of subscribers. And I just I gotta... if they don't if they don't make some changes, if they don't actually start like putting in the long term investment into their shows, like they used to do that. Like House of Cards ran for like five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess Mindhunter was only two. I don't know why I'm only thinking of the Fincher shows. Like we said, BoJack, that ran for six seasons. Um, they helped produce, like, they've been executive producer on a bunch of AMC shows. Like, if you watch Better Call Saul, yeah, Walking Country Dead is now on uh, US. Is on Netflix, yeah. It's cited as a Netflix production. So, like, they have the their name on enough stuff, but, like, the whole thing just feels weird, and this like subscriber thing most of the people that like watch netflix that are going to be affected by this are the people that might not have disposable income to yeah. start a new account like especially college students like think about how many thousands of college students in the US don't go home every 30 days to log into their wi-fi and reset their netflix thing like yeah hulu is really killing it there they have like the 2 dollar college student subscription like fee if you sign up with your uh, school email and netflix is trying to Make students pay more. Dude, with the Disney bundle, you get, like, Disney Plus, Hulu. Um, ESPN's ESPN in there. Plus, ESPN yeah. in there. And they're, <clears throat> also they're used to, I don't know if they still do this. There's, like, a Spotify and Hulu deal hmm. uh, that you can do to get both of those for, like, 10 bucks a month. Don't so they like, have, a, like, a Stars bundle, too, or something like that that you can get? Yeah. Amazon has a lot of the bundles, too, where you get the premium cable channels, um, those movies and stuff. Yeah, um, I was actually hoping for the... Um, uh, NFL uh, League Pass to go to Amazon, so my Amazon Prime could just already have that, but alas, that went to YouTube TV. Real quick before we go, um, since we're on kind of a tight schedule here today, uh, do you want to riff on our intramural basketball team, Max? Yeah, do you want to update I, everybody on our game? So uh, last, uh, so we play every Monday night. You can come, uh, Blatt Gym, 7 p.m., show up. Cheer us on. Uh, last uh, Monday, we scored, what was it, 138 points? <laughs> we Is that how many we had? <laughs> I think it was 132. 132. We lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the opponent scored like 150-something, yeah. according to the scoreboard. Max hit a three, everybody. Yeah. He I, did. I hit a three. I put the, the three up to my uh, up to my head, mellow style, afterwards. They scored 159, and we scored 132. Okay. Yeah. Unironically, though, best intramural basketball game we've ever played. No, definitely. Uh, scoring, uh, putting the ball in the hoop has been very hard for us. <laughs> We're uh, a year into this. This is our second season. Noah's the the new guy I just joined, on the yeah. team. Uh, but, yeah, me and Jacob played last year. So far, I've hit one free throw. That's my only points. Yeah, Let's last go. year we would have been lucky to get to, like, 15 <laughs> points. So the fact we scored, like, uh, 30 or 130, depending on which way you're looking at it, because uh, the scoreboard did start at 100, but that's just an <laughs> unfortunate fact. Um, <laughs> no, we dropped 132. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Brady uh, is t- shooting the ball a lot. He's one of our friends who's on it. Hey, he was, he was kind of cashed the other day. He was, yeah, because you, you, like, carried last year. Yeah. Brady kind of took over. was just like, I'm going to fucking shoot every every single time. Can we can we real quick talk about how bad intramural refs are? Can I say that on here? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they... No one tried to fight someone. I, I had COVID. I did not. Who did I try to fight? Malik said you tried to fight uh, a ref. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
this 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 ref, <laughs> she um calls me for delay game because there was apparently a whistle and like it's in a gym where there's like two games going on at once, so it's like impossible to tell. Yeah, the whistle is from on the other game. side of the yeah yeah or <clears throat> the other game. So I didn't hear the whistle or I didn't I didn't register that the play had stopped, and I got the rebound and like I like took a dribble and like went for a layup and then she's like she like almost like teed me up and then just said delay a game and I was like what I was scoring I was like did I was like what was the call and she was like there's no call it's just delay a game don't do that again or I'm teeing you up and I was like no what was the call before that why did the play stop and she's like Oh, you traveled. I was like, okay, well, I didn't do that either. I was like, what the fuck? What was the so, delay of game? Did they like get the get the like a free throw or something? Because it was already a turnover. No, they no. just they just inbounded. Okay, it. She, yeah. just, she just gave him a very stern warning. Yeah, you know? I was like, so I when I turned, I was like, but what was the call? She was, before that, she was just like, oh, I was like, okay, what what the hell? You got it. <laughs> and then okay, there was this this team that we played this week. There was this tall, lanky motherfucker with really curly hair. That was annoying the shit out of me because he was he would do the thing where when he was on defense he would like act like he was setting a screen to like try to take a charge but instead he would like do it while like running into you and the refs would never call it because in real refs like unless they see you slap they're not gonna call anything yeah usually so I'm this, a dude taking charges but I'm very skeptical if they're gonna call a charge so they so won't. so this dude like. I'm dribbling down the sideline, and this guy, like, runs, it, like, bodies me, like, runs into me with both of his hands, like, in front of him as if he's taking a charge. But because he ran up to me and hit me like that, the guy just called it out of bounds on me. And I, like, went I went up to the ref. I was like, do you not see that? you not see how he, like, slammed into me? And, like, I, like, did it, like, really close to the ref without touching him. But I probably should have, even though I would have gotten <laughs> teed up. I don't care. Apparently there's a $15 fine if you have bad sportsmanship, which is total bullshit because I think we should be allowed to talk back to the refs if they're Yeah, if NBA players get to do it, why can't we do I mean, they do get fined, but... Well... <laughs> we don't make money from it, so... Yeah, it should be like 50 cents if we are getting fined. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Um, so I wish you guys had told me about the, the sportsmanship grade before... Now you're fine. I played. Well, and yeah, I, I trash almost got got. Uh, we were playing uh, kickball last semester. Oh uh, yeah. I was chirping with the ref on multiple occasions, and they really didn't like that. Okay, because it's kickball, right? I was trying to you know win the game, so I was taking balls because you gotta fucking throw the ball like over the plate, right? Or else it's a or you got or else, uh, for a strike. So I I got like a three zero count. And then the ref goes up to me. He's like, "You gotta fucking like swing your leg and kick. The strike zone's gonna get a lot smaller if you don't start start trying to hit the ball." I'm like, "Well, I'm just trying to play the game. Like, I'm Juan Soto out here." <laughs> was that the same game or a different game where you chirped at the ref for checking on our injured teammate? Uh, no, that was a different game where. Uh, what even was it like, Malik? I don't know what he did. Malik, like, went to go kick the ball and he like fell I guess he like on the lost ground. his footing or something. And was pretty hurt, and so the ref comes over to check on him because I guess he's the only one qualified enough <laughs> to see if he's all right. And well, you had to come out of you had to come out of relief, right? You had yeah, to pitch yeah, the rest I had, of I had to go game. pitch. But someone scored a run for us while he's checking on Malik, and Max is like, "So you're gonna go change the score, dude?" Th- there were like three runs unaccounted for. I was just making sure we weren't like getting our points taken away from us. We were also up by, like, maybe eight runs in that yeah, game, too. We could have used those runs in our lone playoff game. Yeah, that was a pretty miserable game. We don't have to talk we about that We lost, what, one. 0-1? Uh, no, that was the last game of the season. Our playoff game was oh, a, a yeah. whooping. 
Yeah, we lost like 15-0 in the playoff game. But yeah, our last game of the season, what well, Malik like gets the ball and then throws it to like third, except Dylan's not on third. So the ball like goes like fucking 40 like feet like in the opposite direction and then they score and that's the game. Yeah. You know what's most annoying about the intramural leagues is that 90% of the teams we play are fraternities who are too Dude, big they're up. all like 6'2 or yeah, above, and they've got like eight players on their team. They're fucking pussies who don't want to play in the actual frat league. Yeah, no, I remember like multiple times last year we played teams where they had full five-man subs going in and out. <laughs> they had like a 10-man team. Oh, we do. We played a team with like 15 guys the first Oh, my year. God. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah, that game was no subs in our first game, too. That was miserable. <laughs> we were gassed. Thank Some God of- that game ended like... Wait, Matt, five was minutes Matt into the second half. That game either? No, he showed up to that one, but okay. Oh no, uh, Pete was out. Yeah, Pete you and I weren't were there, out. and Pete also had okay. COVID. Yeah, we we have seven guys on the team. I had COVID last week. Pete also had COVID, right? Yeah. And uh, now we have we're supposed to have seven guys back, except one of our players, Malik, is trying to get a a, a promotion. Yeah, at halls. a restaurant. Go to so go to halls and ask for Malik. He's a great guy. <laughs> he can't play him with well. Us. You pay fifteen dollars to play in the league, by the way. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there was a semester where I paid fifteen dollars to play in your minerals, and then like after the second game, I was like, "Oh, I have a time conflict," <laughs> and then I couldn't go for the rest what of the was semester. <clears throat> what, what sport was it? Softball. Oh, okay, Max is oh Max you is played softball? On football. Yeah. How was that? I mean, I only played in two games, but it was fun. So, did you like know how to play softball? Yeah. Okay. Because we we were talking about we we <laughs> wanted to do that, but none of us had ever played softball before. Yeah, have you played baseball? No. Okay. So well, we we switched I, to kickball. I played baseball as a kid, so I okay. I pretty much knew how to play. I was I good? No, but I knew how to play. Max, do you know how to throw a baseball? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you just throw it like a football, right? No. No. No, not at all. No, you just step into it. Go like. That was terrible that form you just gave us i gotta see this now i'm i'm bringing a baseball over your house okay. next time you if you can show me up in golf but i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, yeah we did play golf form. a couple weeks ago that was good we talked about it on the podcast didn't we didn't we say we were going golfing maybe oh we no talked about pickleball we Shit, still get we still to play, pickleball. play pickleball yeah that's gonna be the first squawk meetup <laughs> Fan meetup? For sure, yeah. yeah. Should I just in- invite all of our listeners to Evan's yeah. party on Friday? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, right in an hour. Perfect timing. Um, Got to get this key back to the people who own the studio, the University Library. Thank you all for listening. This podcast is hosted by Noah Trainer and Max White, produced by Noah Trainer. Uh, intro music by Bryson Carroll. Logo by Stephen Pastis, pr- uh, created by Michael Sauls. Thank you.